It is a blessing to be able to come out tonight in this crisp weather. Crisp. Let's uh, begin with prayer, please. Father, we just come before you, and we just thank you so much. You are such a good God because you just are a good God. It's not about us. It's all about you. It's about us being in Christ. And I thank you for that. Father, I thank you for the moments that we just stop and breathe. And we recognize you as King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And I give you praise. And I ask you, Holy Spirit, just to speak to me, through me, as you have spoken to me regarding this revelation. I thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. So how many are excited about the revelation of union in Christ? I mean, is that not, that has honestly blown me away. It's just put me, well, honestly, I've had to do a lot of deprogramming because, you know, I've been in church all my life and I didn't realize how Americanized Christianity had come in, and it's not, it's not what it's supposed to be. And so there are certain things that I just really didn't quite understand. But whenever Pastor Josiah started sharing union in Christ, then things started making sense then. I was like, well, that's why. And this is, you know, and... Um, but at the same time, it, is, it has been a process for me to deprogram, to not, to say, you know what, that's not necessarily, because if you think, the more we talk about it tonight, the more you're going to see it's I, 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 me, me, me. And that's not what it's supposed to be about. It's all about Jesus and what he did for us. And that's the reason we have the privilege and honor of coming to God boldly. So... About two years ago, I heard a message by Creflo Dollar, and I didn't really, I didn't really fully understand it. I didn't understand the potential. And like I said, this was about two years ago. Kind of flipped back and forth these notes. I mean, it's, it's like six or seven pages of notes that I took because it was a series. And just didn't just didn't quite understand i couldn't couldn't grasp everything until union in christ so basically what what these notes are about is and again this is from my standpoint um serena i, I was very envious of her at times because she'd be like oh yeah i get that and i'm like how do you get that? You know, I've got to deprogram, but she just is getting it because she's not been programmed with nonsense. So anyway, so basically we're asking, do you live by the works of the law or do you live by faith? Our scripture that we're going to go to is Galatians 3, 9 through 14. Now, this is going to be like our main, our main scripture, excuse me. So then those who are people of faith are blessed and made happy and favored by God as partners in fellowship with the believing and trusting Abraham. 
And all who depend on the law, who are asking to be justified by obedience to the law of rituals, are under a curse. Remember that. And doomed to disappointment and destruction. Why have we not gotten that? Why have I never gotten that? And I've read this over and over and over. For it is written in the scriptures, cursed, devoted to destruction, doomed to eternal punishment, is everyone who does not continue to abide, live in, remain by all the precepts and commands written in the book of the law to practice them and to practice them. Now it is evident that no person is justified, declare righteous, through the law, for the scripture says the man in right standing with God shall live by and out of faith, and he who through and by faith is declared righteous and in right standing with God shall live. But the law does not rest on faith. It does not require faith. It has nothing to do with faith, for it itself says, he who does them, the things that are prescribed by the law, shall live by them, but not by faith. So we see here that if you live by the law, you're not living by faith. It's total opposite. Christ purchased our freedom, redeeming us from the curse of the law and its condemnation by himself becoming a curse for us. For it is written in the scriptures, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. To the end that through their receiving Christ Jesus, the blessed, the blessing promised to Abraham might come upon the Gentiles so that we through faith might all receive the realization of the promise of the Holy Spirit. Okay. Verse 10 says that if you are trying to live by the commands of the law, which is basically what? A to-do list. You're what? Cursed. Okay, how, how, how simple is this, y'all? And how do we not... How do, okay, okay, let's move on. Let's move on. Okay, Galatians uh, 3.11, the... It says, we just read, the just live by faith. So we are justified by what we believe, not by what we do. The law involves doing something, excuse me, either good or bad, so there is no faith required. So we can't have faith in what we do. See, that goes back to the humanism, the viewpoint of, okay, I have got to do this. I have got to do that. Well, guess what you're saying? That what Christ did wasn't good enough. <laughs> Y'all, this is, okay, we're going to keep going. We are blessed because Jesus redeemed us from the curse of the law. Please remember that. Why are you blessed? Because Jesus redeemed you from the curse of the law. Did it say that you have to read your Bible 10 hours a day? No, it does not. No, it does not. We're blessed because Jesus, because of what he's done, and that requires faith. All right, so Romans 4, 14. Says, um, if it is the adherence of the law who are to be the heirs, then faith is made futile and empty of all meaning, and, and the promise of God is made void. It's annulled and has no 
power. So what it's saying is if we are of the law, faith is void, not effective. Oh, my. Okay, living in the law involves doing. Living by faith in Jesus involves what? Believing. And when we believe, things happen. So we are, we are of the law if we believe we have to do something to be blessed. That's performance-based. Why am I blessed? Because Jesus redeemed me from the curse of the law. Okay, so let's get this. So the law voids faith. Faith and rule-keeping as means of relating to God, they're opposites. If you choose rule-keeping, guess what? You, gotta, you have to keep a hundred percent of the rules or else you failed you have failed and remember you are cursed if you are of the law but you don't have to do something to deserve God's blessing when you live by faith okay so what are we doing here we're having to change our perspective and this is basically for people who like me who have not understood this so, okay, example. If you take Proverbs 18.21, which is, you know, death and life are in the power of the tongue. So the perspective of someone who lives by the law, okay, get this now, would be, okay, our words, our confessions are more powerful than what Christ has done. So I have to strive in making sure that what I say is positive. How many times have you heard people say, don't say anything negative. Bad things are going to happen. Okay, let's, let's, just, let's just keep going. We're going to get this. So I have to strive in making sure that what I say is positive. This becomes what? It becomes a merit system. It's a state of deserving. What is that? Okay, well, I did good, so I get good, blah, blah, blah. Okay? That's not what this is about. That, where, where's Jesus in that picture? He's not there. Okay, so when we understand that we are blessed because of Jesus and he finished the work, our perspective changes to, I'll speak what I believe. See the difference? There's a difference. Okay. So see, it's not about me speaking to make it happen. Jesus has already made it happen, and I just believe it. All right. Now, 2 Corinthians 4.13 says, Yet we have the same spirit of faith as he had who wrote, I have believed, therefore I have spoken. We, too, believe, and therefore we speak, okay? So we believe, then we speak. So faith is a response to what Jesus has already done and made happen. All right, another example that we can question ourselves with to see where we are. Okay, I have faith, so I'm going to do something to make it happen. Okay, this is, again, the merit system, because you can say, well, I did, you know, I quoted the scripture 25 times 
before I ate dinner, before I ate lunch, before I ate breakfast. That's why this has happened. Versus our perspective that it should be, Jesus has already healed me. It's done. I believe I'm already healed because of what Jesus has done. We start speaking it because we know it's already happened. Okay, Jesus said he healed us, not he's, he will in the future, he's already done him. I've got to quit walking away because I'm losing my spot every time I do that. Um, we speak because we are already whatever the situation is. He, let's just say healed, for example. I believe what Jesus has done, therefore I speak. I don't speak to try and get it. I don't speak to try to make it happen. It's more, that becomes more faith in what I can do. You see, there's that word I again. It's, it's all about me, me, me. No, it's not about you. It's not what you can do. You can't, you can't, you can't, you can't be good enough. You can't do it. You can't do this. Okay, so faith is what, faith in what Jesus did. That's, that's where the difference is. My faith is a response to what he has already done. Either Jesus finished it or it didn't done. I need to respond in belief. And worry is no longer. Because if you believe something, you don't worry. Now, fortunately, I have, I have good parents. Um, they, whenever they said something, they meant it. It would be done. So I can, I can, this is not hard for me to grasp because whenever mom or dad would say anything to me, I believed it. You know, if mama said, okay, we're going to eat in 30 minutes, I believed it. We were going to eat in 30 minutes. You see what I mean? I mean, there's, you just know, you know these things. Okay, so another example of the merit system. How many of you have heard the term karma life. Pretty much everybody, okay? Okay, that's a Buddhist term that essentially means to do. Okay, so what? You do good, you get good. You do bad, you get bad, okay? Therefore, what? You're creating your own world. That's what they, that's what they say. But now, how similar does that sound to, oh, oh well, I got to confess this because I got to make it happen? Y'all, where in the world did we get that? No, no, no. We are not Buddhist in here. Okay. Thank you, Jesus. Okay. So our lives are a sum total of what we believe. Okay. Think about that a minute. Our lives are a sum total of what we believe. Is there something that doesn't line up in your life that, you know, maybe... Maybe you need to be checking out what you're believing, what your belief is in. Okay, I want my life based on what Jesus did. God gave the law to show religion doesn't work. Religions say, save yourself by what? Behaving yourself. By doing good. But we have Jesus as our Savior, and we simply receive his grace. Why do we have such a problem? Why do we feel like we have to just keep doing more and more and more? We don't. We don't. Thank you, Jesus. Okay. We're going to go to Hebrews 9, 14. 
Okay, it says, now, how much more surely shall the blood of Christ, who by virtue of his eternal spirit has offered himself as an unblemished sacrifice to God, purify our consciousness from dead works and lifeless observances to serve the ever-living God. So the blood of Christ purifies our consciousness from dead works and lifeless observances, meaning Jesus delivered us from dead works where we have to do something to deserve what we're trying to get to happen. See, see, that's, that's no longer an issue. You're not, you can't, you're not going to deserve it. You see what I mean? We should be bombarding heaven with belief and thankfulness. Never do something for God to try and get something from God. Do we, do we understand that? Listen, God's already decided to be good. And you can't change that. He is a good God. And when he see, whenever he looks our way, who does he see? Jesus. We have to believe and thank him for it. We believe, therefore, we speak. Not we're trying to make something happen. We believe and therefore we speak. So how do we walk in the blessings of God? We believe, which leads to us confessing or just speaking, okay? Because sometimes that word confessing, it just goes back to something so rigid. And then we rest in what Jesus did. We don't add anything to it. We believe. Now, what does it mean to rest in what Jesus did? To rest is us doing life, but not worrying about anything. How many do that right now? Don't raise your hand. Resting, continuing to do life, how much can we lessen stress? Stress would really just just be, it would be no more if we rested, if we truly rested in Jesus. So how... Okay, so, again, the union thing, okay, I'm like, I, I need examples. I need, I need people to kind of lay stuff out. So if this is really simple for you and you're like, why are you doing this? I need this, and I don't know if somebody else does. So you know what? This was a, a way for me to say, okay, Lord, how do I implement this revelation in my life? So now... Whenever there's an issue that comes up, and let's just, let's just go back to healing because that's, I mean, I think everybody has dealt with some type of healing. They needed some type of healing before. Um, so what do we do? What's the first step? You find the promise in God's word. And what would be a promise for that? 
by Jesus' stripes I'm healed. I mean, there's, there's several scriptures. So you're standing on that, and the, the Bible's telling you what to believe. It's telling you how to, this is a, it's a manual. It's telling you how to live. It's telling you how to conduct your life. Okay, so when you find these promises, you believe it. Just simple. That's why the childlike faith, that's where that comes in. You just believe it. Don't question it. Don't try to debate it. Oh, my word. Just believe what he says. But we want to make it so complicated. So when you believe it, you start speaking it again, you know? And then you enter rest. And again, what is our rest? Our rest is just us doing life without worrying about it because we know that God's got it. He's already promised us. Now, because of the time we live in, I would highly recommend sometimes get off of social media or turn the TV off, okay? Because really, you need to... You need to stay focused on God's word, okay? You don't need to be moved by circumstances. So I have actually had to unplug from certain things. Not that I, we shouldn't know what's going on in the world, but I'm just saying there comes a point when you're bombarded with negativity and you're bombarded with stuff that is totally against God's word. You know what? Take a step back. The finished works of Jesus are waiting on my response. Do you get that? What does that mean, the finished works of Jesus are waiting on my response? Well, how do you know what the finished works of Jesus are? Get in the Word. (laughs) I mean, there's promise after promise after promise after promise. Get in the Word. And you will see God's promises for your life. One example of this is because of this new revelation. Oh, I'm, I'm going to give because I need, I need something else. I've done that many times. Oh well, I you know I need so I need so I need to um I need to put seed in there and I need to da 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 I need you know y'all 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 no 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 instead we should be saying you know what I give because I've already been provided for. See the difference. Do you see? The, okay, it's just, it's, it's not this huge thing, but it's just little, it's a change of perspective, y'all. A change of perspective. Okay, so a demand mentality, and that would be a mentality of works, that, okay, well, I have to do this, and I have to do that, versus a supply mentality. Now, that would be your faith. Supply mentality receives but a demand mentality makes you work for it. See how much better? <laughs> I mean, do, do we, are we getting this? 
Okay, so when we know God, we show God. It's so easy to do. I mean, you want to. You want to you want to tell people. You want to do this. You want to do that. It's not you have to anymore. You want to. We believe Jesus has finished the work, so now we release our faith to appropriate and take possession of what already has been done. We are maintaining what Christ died and suffered for to obtain. We receive what Jesus has done and maintain the victory. So an example of that is, I'm not the sick trying to get well. I'm the well protecting my healing from sickness and disease. Do you see the difference? We're already healed. What did Jesus say, occupy? It's, it's protecting what he, he he's, he's already overcome the world, y'all. He's victorious. We just, we, we've just got to get this. By faith, we keep what Jesus has already gotten for us. Do we realize that we are empowered to have success? What are you doing with it? You know what? I'm just I'm just going to stop right there. And you know what? It's like it's not even 8:30 yet, but that right there is so that's a lot that I really pray that you all think about that tonight. You gauge yourself, you know, where am I at in this situation? Um, you know, because, hey, the reason I got this was because I was, I was the one that was on the work side. I was under the law and didn't even know it. I thought, oh, you know, no, I got this. You know, I've been in church all my life, blah, blah, blah. No. So I just, you know, I just pray that everybody evaluates their own life. You don't need anybody pointing fingers at you because you know, even if it's just your mind. I'm telling you, your mindset right now, your perspective, your imaginations, how you see yourself. Do you realize that you put a handicap on yourself if you don't think that you are what God's Word says you are? You are never going to reach your full potential if you don't see yourself how God sees you. You have got to, you have got, so that's why, you know what? But now, I think I'm in the word more now since I've received the revelation because I want, I want to know more because I'm like, okay, yeah, where else have I failed it? You know, where else have I gone wrong? And I'm just, I'm just doing, doing, doing and spinning my wheels. So, you know, I, I am excited, y'all. I am so excited. And if anybody struggles with forgiveness, with um, condemnation, uh, I would encourage you to go back and listen to Sunday service. I mean, that was incredible. I sat over there, and I was a hot mess. I mean, I just was blubbering. I could not. I was so thankful for what Jesus did for me. I mean, because I was that nasty. 
well, you know, <laughs> we're, we're those nasty people that have done just, you know, you might not do some things out just outright where people see it, but in your mind sometimes you're like, yeah, I'm glad they can't read my mind. You know, but Jesus, he knows all this stuff, y'all. He knows. And he still said, I got this. And I'm, I would be one of those people, but no, Jesus, no, seriously, I'm so bad. But he's like, no. Oh, y'all, I'm telling you, I was just broken. I was a broken person Sunday. And I, I, it took me a while before I kind of could get composure again. So I'm going to have to go back and listen to it again just so I can catch up on my notes. Because, yeah, I was, it was just not good. It, it was good, but it was, it was just a, in a bad way over there. So anyway, um, but y'all, I just pray that people get this revelation. Because this is like wildfire. It is the most incredible thing. This is the most freeing thing. It is, I just, I want to do more. I want, I want to do things now. It's not like, well, I've got to do this. I've got to have my private time in the mornings. And I, no, I'm like getting out of bed saying, oh, yeah. Let me see. You know, you see the difference? So I just encourage y'all to look at your lives and just say, where am I at? You know, just, just these few examples. And, you know, I'm, I'm praying the Lord just continues to give me more and more that I'm, I can evaluate where I'm at. But, yeah, I'm just going to, I think I'm just going to stop here and leave that with y'all. And just let the Holy Spirit finish. And I'm telling y'all, he's, he's so good. We, we can't even describe how good God is. Not because we deserve it, not because we're good, but because he just wants to be. He just is. So, all right, I'm going to go ahead and pray. Father, I just thank you so much for truth, for revelation, for understanding, Father God. I thank you that our minds have received and understood tonight all that you have had for us. Father God, I just lift you up. I magnify your name. I glorify you. Jesus, I thank you so much for what you did for me, for what you did for everyone in this building, in this world, past, present, and future. Jesus, you are... To say thank you is just not enough. But I do thank you so much. I thank you for these people, Father God. I thank you that we know now that we are empowered to succeed and we're going to do something with it. Father, we love you. And we thank you, and we give you all the praise and all the honor. In Jesus' name, amen.